buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary Callagher, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Jim, we're doing good up here in the Twin Ports. How about you down in Florida? Uh, well, it's uh, it's hot, Gary. It's a little hot. Um, today is going to be in the high 80s, which is a relief because uh, it's been in the 90s. Um, and, uh, while I can, I can take it cause it's kind of like when it's below zero there, I'm, I'm kind of under air. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a little warm sometimes, but now it's just, it's starting to settle into, uh, some pretty good temperatures. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm doing just great. So are the, uh, are the leaves turning up there? They're dropping. Yeah. I yeah heard. They started dropping a couple of weeks ago. You know, it's, um, it's been so dry, you know, that it's right. They're they're coming off the trees a lot up. earlier yep. this year. Yeah, they're definitely giving up. Um, but um, so and we, yeah, and that, that's that's a natural thing too because uh, that's a survival mode kind of a thing, which is too bad that you haven't had that that much rain. Is, are the fires still? Is there still fires going on in the area? There are, but we've had some good rain here now. Uh, yesterday, good. Thursday night, Friday morning. And uh, so hopefully they get those things contained. The last I heard, it was about 40% contained. But, um, yeah, get rid of those things. It's been a wild year for those fires. Oh, my gosh. You know, and every every year for the last several years, we've been saying it's been a wild year for fires. It's just we haven't had one that big in the area uh, up there. Um, but the California devastation just continues to go on and on and on, doesn't it? Well, it does, you know, and the Canadian ones this summer were, were another big one yeah. that, that affected us. And this is a little sampling of what the people out west have lived with for several years. And, right. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you something, Jim. If that was a, um, a regular occurrence up here, I, I think I would want to leave too because right. it, yeah. it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy, yep. and I actually experienced some health problems from that smoke. I did not realize how bad it was. And um, started reading up on this, had to go to the doctor, and uh, uh, it's a very, very serious thing, these uh, these forest fires. So, um, got to well, take them seriously. I, you're not the only one. I've talked to some other people from up there, some friends and stuff I've been communicating with. And, uh, yeah, there have been a couple of people that, like, I, I had to um, just, like, not go outside. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of keep in indoors when the days were so bad. So that's just terrible. So Jim, um, when it comes to real estate, one of the things that I think is important, I know we haven't been on for a couple of weeks here, so I want to get up to speed on some stuff, but this real estate market up here in the twin ports is booming. I mean, it's absolutely on fire again. And, you know, we, we were back in July, you know, as we got into that July 4th holiday and, and uh, we came out of the, the holiday, it kind of was a little bit of a hangover and we just didn't have a lot of stuff going on uh, real estate wise like we had seen. But boy, right. once we got into August, this thing just exploded, this market again. And we're back to seeing these multiple offers on these houses, you know, 10, 12 offers on a house. Uh, 
prices going bazonkers again. One of our agents um, last week wrote an offer. Uh, I was told for $125,000 over the list price on a property, and they didn't get it. And so we, we are seeing- How much did they go over? 125000 Holy mackerel. And so, you know, we are seeing an awful lot of, of, of this uh, getting into the third quarter activity now. And um, uh, I don't know how this is going to, what's going to happen as we start getting into October, November, December. And we're, you know, we're um, into the fourth quarter and things will traditionally start to slow down. But uh, what we're going through now and the frustration levels in the buyers is just like, it's never ending. I mean, I have a couple of buyers that I'm working with where they've just said, I've had enough. I'm just, we're not going to do it, you know, and we're just, we're not going to compete. We're not, we're getting out of it. We don't want to do it. And, uh, uh, and that's frustrating, you know, and then, and then they'll, they'll call back after, you know, they, they calm down a little bit and they'll say, what should we do? You know, and I'll always tell, tell them, you, you have to stay in the market. If, if you need a house and you want to buy a house, you have to keep taking your swings. You can't just let it go because this market, Jim, realistically, this could go on for a while. And, yeah, you know, if you're going to sit back on the sidelines, you know, I think one of the things that's going to happen is, you know, I do think these interest rates are going to go up. And I do think that the the inventory is going to get less and less now as we get into the, the winter months up here. And so there's going to be less to choose from. But if you're just going to sit on the sidelines, you have absolutely no chance of getting anything. And then come next spring again, guess what? It's just going to – there's the possibility it's going to be bazonkers again. And so people have to stay in this market. I know it's frustrating, but you can't um, – you just can't sit back and wait for it to happen or wait for it to go away because it might might not. I don't yeah, know what exactly. you're experiencing down there as the market goes, but up here it's really taken off again. Well, and um, first of all, to start talking about that, um, there, was, there was national news about how July contracts slowed – over July nationwide, which is which is interesting because you and I both saw that. Um, I, I was scheduled to show a house yesterday. Um, it was on the market yesterday, and um, I was scheduled to show it in the afternoon. And I got a notification that even before the day was out, that they had accepted an all cash offer. Um, unopposed i guess and over the list price i guess um I, I mean i don't know this stuff other than what i've been told over the list price with a deadline of of two hours to decide um and uh the sellers there um hadn't hadn't received any other offer yet um hang on a second hadn't received any other offer yet um but under the under the gun and these people willing to go over cash, no contingencies, no no financing contingency, no home inspection contingency, and they can pick closing date. The other agent told me they said they just wanted to sign it and be done. So never got to show it. Um, so that was very frustrating um, for those buyers for sure. Uh, and uh, I mean, we just have to pick up and 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 move on. So. Uh, I have another one that it's a, it's actually um, under contract and uh, there's a there's a faulty roof and the sellers just said and we said you know we'd like to we'd like to talk about getting the roof replaced and they just said we're not going to do it um, so that buyer has to decide whether or not they want to move on 
and buy this house knowing that they probably got two years left on this roof um, or, uh, or move on and try to find something else. And that's the big thing. It's like right down right here right now. Um, and this guy was looking and, and got an accepted offer in, in late July. Now it's crazy different. There's no nowhere near the inventory that there was even just, you know, um, 25, 30 days ago. So, yeah, it can it can turn on a dime, it seems. Well, it has been. And, uh, you know, I know that we had talked earlier in July about what's going to happen after the 4th of July. And I think now that we're seeing that, um, the uh, the markets have come back. Everybody's done with their vacations. And, uh, boy, they're back in the marketplace looking. And uh, these houses, and there's been some nice houses that have come on the market. And, you know, typically in a price range, I'm going to say from 225 to 375 uh, we've had some really nice houses come on the market recently and you know you get in to show those and uh these offer deadlines are coming up just like that and you got to have your offer in by this date and this time and uh, uh and so it's active it, there's a lot of things going on i put a listing on the market uh, last week uh, or or il- earlier this week actually boom already sold and uh, uh so the market's active it's it's a lot of activity going on, and I I don't know what what this means for the winter months, but I've got to assume with these interest rates, Jim, and the interest rates, you know, for a thirty year conventional fixed rate is under three percent right now, and mm-hmm. it's at two point nine nine percent, and the uh, the FHAs yep. for a thirty year convention or for a thirty year fixed on the FHA it's three point two five, and your VA for a thirty year is three point one two five, so these mortgage interest rates are still phenomenal. And I think it's just continuing to help fuel the market. And I think, uh, I think we're seeing that. So, uh, you know, as we get into well, the end of the year, I, I just, again, I don't know what's going to happen. But right now we are really rolling. Well, and, you know, um, the thing is, is that uh, nationally, I'm looking at the national average, it's 3.03 today, um, or, or I should say the first. Um, you know what was interesting, Gary, is the difference between – um, the fixed 30, fixed 30 year rate, normal mortgage and the jumbo mortgage, the difference between the rate has fallen. So normally the, the jumbo rate is, is, um, about two and a half percent higher. And, and now it's just, um, I'm not sorry, two and a half percent. I mean, it's usually about a quarter of a point higher and now it's just barely a tick. You know, so that's interesting as well. So I think that just that bodes to say that the uh, the mortgage industry is very confident in um, in the mortgages, no matter what the you know what size the ro- the loan is. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on in the mortgage industry too that I've noticed recently with some loosening of things. Um, and mm-hmm. I, and now, and although I don't think we'll ever go back to you know pre. Uh, um, housing recession stuff, you know, I think there's a lot more regulation, but I have seen credit becoming a little bit more available to people and be interesting to watch that and see how that, um, you know, all shakes out. But um, um, uh-huh. very easily getting people getting mortgages right now and the cost of doing those mortgages are uh, still fueling this marketplace. Right. Hey, Gary, already we're on our first break here, so let's take a break. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. 
Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. I am down in Punta Gorda, Florida, which is down in the Fort Myers area. And of course, Gary is up in the Twin Ports. Uh, if folks, if you want to reach me, my telephone number is still the same, 218-348-7653. And although the market's tight down here, um, I am finding folks homes and, uh, you know, you just got to be active and, and go after it. And Gary, how can people get a hold of you? I'm at 218-390-0615. And Jim, I got a couple of requests. I'm working with some buyers. And if you have a home and you're, you are considering selling it and, and you want to do what we would call a one-time showing on it, you know, where you can, you can save some money on the real estate fee. I have some buyers that are actively looking uh, for lakefront property or riverfront property, and they'll spend up to uh, $800,000. So if you have anything like that, um, give me a call, 218-390-0615. Then I also have buyers that are looking to be in the eastern part of Duluth, and they're looking to spend up to uh, $325,000. And so if you have a house that you want to sell, you want to do what we call a one-time showing, uh, again, give a call, 218-390-0615, and um, uh, would really like to get in and do a private showing on those. There you go. Yep. And uh, that's that's the way um, some of the properties are selling down here too, is uh, um, without hitting the market, um, as soon as somebody is thinking about selling, uh, they're able to put things together with an agent um, without really putting it on the market. Gary, I've got uh, I've got another stat on um, on how the markets are. This is worldwide. So according to CNBC, the Asia Pacific real estate market is a property market on steroids Um, and buyers are bidding way over um, prices there as well. So it's not only happening in the United States, uh, it is happening in other parts of the world as well. So um, some of those areas have gone up 30 percent since the first of the year. Which is which is crazy, you know. But I guess that that's probably true in the United States too. It's probably true right here where I am, uh, as prices have gone up. I, I actually did a market on a property. Uh, the gal had purchased it, and this is down in um, Naples, Florida. She had purchased it um, in January, and uh, I, I think, and I'm not done with the with the analysis yet, but I, I'm pretty sure that that her value is going to be up more than twenty percent. Um, in just eight months. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. Well, we're seeing some of that up here too, Jim, where, and one of the things, you know, when a house comes on the market and you're working with a buyer, one of the things I do is I search, I do a history search on the property and you can see when it was sold, you know, how many times it's been sold over the years. And what some of the stuff that we're seeing up here is you're seeing properties that have been sold within the last two years, you know, people, 2019, 2020, you know, they're putting their houses on the market and the amount of money that they're getting over what they paid for them just a couple of years ago is is staggering. And I think people are doing that just to simply cash in. And I think right. a couple of things, though, to be concerned about, and I'm not sure some people remember this, but remember capital gains? Oh, yeah. It, you have to live in your house for at least two years right. from the time you bought it. And... You know, if you're selling your house and you don't, you haven't lived in there for two years, you're going to pay capital gains tax. And so, you know, have it, you have to consider that. You know, if you sold your house in 2018, you're fine. But as you're 2019, you know, if you sold your house in December of 2019, you're still not even there for two years. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, in your first year, it's regular income. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to, yeah. you have to consider that. And there's people that have sold their house. I've seen some of these properties that they bought them last year. Right. And they're selling them right now. And so, you know, I think, I think there are some exceptions for those or exemptions. Uh, and military, I think, certainly comes into that. You know, I know, um, I know my daughter and son-in-law, uh, he was military and, uh, they had to sell their house in, in about a year. And he was exempt from capital gains, uh, because, because of, of his service. Yes, because of his service. So, and, and that's good because they did very well on selling their house a year after they bought it. But I think those are things for people to consider, and some people don't realize that. And and you know, then when they find that out, they're like, "Well, I don't want to sell my house." Right. Well, it's too late if you're in contract. You, you know. Right. I mean, so so just some of those little little tidbits that that I think are really important could cost people you know money, especially if they're making fifty, seventy, a hundred thousand dollars on the sale of their house after they bought it just a couple of years ago. That's significant. That's significant appreciation. And that will really take an awful, awful big bite out of your proceeds uh, if you have to pay capital gains. Yeah, it certainly would. And it's certainly something that we need to remind them, them of, you know, just, you know, doing our job. You know, the other thing that I'm seeing down here, Gary, is, um, people are making massive, massive capital improvements to their homes. Um, so those that are kind of maybe I'm I'm done looking, I'm gonna just fix up my own. They end up putting a lot of money into some of these houses, um, and I've seen some of these improved houses that are just unbelievable what they have done to these houses. Uh, and and we're talking about you know a house that. Um, you know, would be in kind of the uh, just a little bit above the average range. You know, not the not the super expensive homes, but uh, people are putting um, kitchen improvements like you can't believe gourmet kitchens in some of these houses that you've never seen, you know, before. And um, it's just kind of wild what's going on. Um, people you, are very very believing, very heavy in real estate and what they already own. What do you think are some of the biggest improvements? And let's go back. You know, ten years ago versus today, what what some of the improvements were then versus now? What do you think are some of the best improvements that people can do to their house to get the biggest bang for their buck? Well, it, uh, kitchens um, certainly, I think, would be number one. Um, and this all depends, of course. We, you know, you have to qualify this, right? Depends on what you have now, you know. Um, and then also bathrooms. And again, I mean, uh, a bathroom remodel. And a kitchen remodel can be a necessity in order to get, you know, your normal price in some cases. But um, there are other people that are just like, I don't like this kitchen. I don't care. I don't like this granite. I don't I don't like these cabinets, even though they're only four years old. And 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 they're just redoing the whole thing. Um, and it's just it, 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 but I think kitchens and bathrooms are, um, are are number one and number two down here. Um, along with, um, we're seeing a lot of updated flooring cause you know, there's, there's a lot of interesting flooring that has come out that you can go, for example, there's a lot of tile down here in floors. And, um, in the past, the safest way to, to, uh, to do the flooring and replace the, the flooring would be to jackhammer up the tile. Um, but now they've got products that live right over it. So as long as your floor is level, you don't have any cracks in your tile, you can go right over it. Uh, and uh, some of that, some of the products that are coming out are just phenomenal. Um, but they're also phenomenally expensive, to be honest. 
Well, yeah, the renovations and the amount of money that it's costing to do these things, let alone build a new house, has really skyrocketed, you know, in the right. last year. Um, but I think some of the things that are different, in t- but people are renovating for in today's uh, housing gym is um, number one. I bl- you know, I think you're right on the money. I think kitchens and bathrooms are always at the top of the list. But it, I think it's an also important for people to realize that you're never going to get dollar for dollar return on on those improvements. When you improve right. a house, if you're going to sell it within a year and you pump fifty, sixty thousand into a kitchen and bathroom, you're never going to get that back. Yes, your house is going to be worth more, and it'll be closer to the uh, whatever the uh, maximum sale price is going to be in that area that you live in. But you never get dollar for dollar on those things. But some of the things that bring the biggest bang for the buck. And a home improvement gym is landscaping. Mm-hmm. It's right. it's at the top of the list. When you improve the landscaping of your home, home and you do tasteful things, that creates a, a different perception of your for your home. And so, landscaping returns uh, more dollar for dollar uh, than other improvements. And I think one of the trends today for additions and, and build-ons is the um, work from home office. I think you're seeing a right. lot of people renovate their space into these home offices, you know, and and one of the things that I think is important to people, high speed internet, you know, with these jobs, you know, work from home, you have to have good, reliable, high speed internet. So making right. sure you have that, I think is, is very important. The other thing I think is, is soundproof. You know, some of these places, you know, if you're, you're working from home and, and, and let's say you got long, young kids and whatever spouse isn't working and they're taking care of the kids, young kids are tough to corral and they're going to make noise. Yes. So trying to keep a, a roof, a room as soundproofed as you can so you have that work from home environment um, is, I think, really important. And I'll go back a, a few years ago. And do you remember that uh, uh, thing that was broadcast on TV when the guy was, he was doing a uh, an international uh, TV interview and and the kids ran into his room while he's doing this interview and the and the wife comes crawling into the room to pull the kids out. Um, and, I've seen that more than once. <laughs> and so, you know, I think these home office home improvements are big in today's uh, renovation for people that are are doing these home renovations. But I also think people are buying smaller houses just simply because the market is is what it is, and they're doing these additions. They're building on to to uh, they're buying a fifteen hundred square foot home and then they're putting an addition on. We've got a house uh, in in my neighborhood that they built this house maybe five six seven years ago. Well, within a year they were building a garage. Yep, they added a garage. Then a year later they added another garage and th- this second garage that they added was a really big addition. They had to put a retaining wall in. This was not a small deal. Well, now they are putting on a complete, it's almost like another house on the back of this house. They could basically consume their whole lot and tr- wow. trying to figure out what they're doing, but it's it's massive. And I've got to believe they've got to have in the hundreds of thousands of dollars into these renovations. And so I'm thinking uh, either they're running a home business or they have so much stuff because I've been by this house in the garage. They did these two new garage additions and it's packed to the hilt. I mean, these garages are packed. They're, they can't park their cars in the garage. So either they're running a home business of some sort or they're, they're, um, they just got a lot of stuff that they need room for and, and they're maxed out. But 
But man, the amount of money that they're dumping into these dishes has got to be staggering. So, um, uh, but they're doing them tastefully too. I got to admit, I really like how they've done it. They've done the landscaping; it looks great, and uh, and I think you're seeing that. You know, people, you know, if they want more space, they're doing these additions. Right. Yep. I and you know what. <laughs> It, I see it down here too. They're they're putting additions on. They're doing. There's a lot of landscaping going on, like you were saying. Uh, the landscapers are all terribly busy down here. Uh, it's hard to get work done. Trust me. And there's some things that that we want to get done, and we haven't been able to find anybody that would that's that's ready to go. Um, and and there's just there's a backlog of so many things in this world right now. It's just it's just very unprecedented in our you know in our lifetime. Anyway, I'm sure of it. Well, Jim, I think one of the other things you're seeing with people, with, and this isn't necessarily to do with home improvements, but I think you're seeing a lot more people update their appliances. I think I think your right. stoves, your refrigerators, your dishwashers, yep. uh, those types of things. And I good think, luck getting them. Yeah, really. And but I also think <laughs> you know your your chest freezers. I think people are have gotten into um, uh, stocking up on food recently, and I've been into. Right. Uh, a couple of houses recently where where there's additional shelving that they've installed in their house and it's all packed with food, you know, canned goods, those types of things, uh, chest freezers, you know. So I think you're seeing some of that as well. And uh, just recently had a, a house that I sold where it had a chest freezer in the basement and it, it wasn't an old one. And the uh, the uh, listing agent called and said, hey, do you do your buyers want that chest freezer? And, and they said, yeah, we'll take it. And so they're getting a chest freezer, and it's in pretty good condition. So uh, appliances are being updated, um, and uh, I think you're seeing a lot of those types of things that people um, are doing that look good. I think the perception of them is great. Yep, I hear you. And you know what's what's happening down here is when we hear the talk of a hurricane, um, what I what I thought was interesting because I was looking at at generators in places like Home Depot and a couple other places and and, and they were stocked full um, and this is even before the first hurricane scare that we had uh, down here um, just before it uh, I go back in to uh, Home Depot at least and uh, they had two left <laughs> I mean so there are other things that are driving some of these some of these purchases. Um, but I'm just wondering if, you know, pretty soon those are going to be on short supply, especially now since uh, everything that's happening in um, Louisiana uh, and New York. Uh, I know that these places, if they're not, if they're sitting on the shelves and they don't have any more, I know that like Home Depot or wherever will ship them north to wherever they're going. So um, I think prices and all those kind of things are going to go up. Well, that's a big um, that's a big industry, Jim. And I bought a, a home generator, a, a decent sized home generator. It's a portable. A couple of years ago, and I've had to use it once, and it um, um, it's well worth the money. Uh, and then the other thing I did was this was a, um, a recognized national brand, international brand. And I thought, well, geez, I wonder, you know, they were talking about the stock price. I went and looked at the stock price of this thing, and I'm like, I almost fell <laughs> off my chair. I mean, the stock price of this thing was like $460 a share. And and, and that, to me, was an indicator of, like, this is company is very solid. And uh, this is a very big market, not only in the States, but across the globe, where these generators, I think, are becoming more and more important to people. The other thing with these home generators, Jim, that I think is really interesting is you can run them on gas or propane. Uh, 
Right. You know, you can you can get these conversion kits for a home generator, and you can run them on propane. And well, they some, sell them with with both. They're ready for both. Yeah, but if Somehow you have just a gas, you, you, I don't. You, I don't know what you do. You take out a probably have to change an orifice or something like that. But very simple, simple thing to do. It's very simple. And there's a company out there called PNG Technologies, um, and they sell these conversion kits. And they're they're I think they're a couple hundred bucks. But the ease of using propane versus gas on these generators is is so much it's just so much easier right. so i've actually um i haven't purchased the conversion kit yet but i'm thinking about um con- doing that i know we got about yeah. 20 seconds here jim so uh, yeah we don't have much time so we got to take a break well let's do that gary folks you're tuned into the twin ports real estate show and we will be right back good afternoon folks and we are back at the twin ports real estate show here jim ronning and gary Callagher here and gary give out your phone number again I'm at 218-390-0615. And I'm down in Florida here, and you can call me for housing down here. It's 218-348-7653. Gary, I want to I wanna coin a term or, or ask you if you've heard of a thing called Zoom Cities. I can't say I have. So this is what they're calling a Zoom City, a Zoom City where the inventory sells in less than a week. Um, and, uh, this is, um, comprised by, or, or, or compiled, I should say, uh, it's a, it's a, it's right out of realtor magazine, but there it's coming out of Redfin and I think out of Yahoo real estate as well, but the top 10 most competitive cities for home buyers in July. And the surprising thing was there's four in Colorado. Um, number 10 is Denver. Number nine is Riverview, Florida, which I'm not even sure where that is. Um, number eight, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Number seven, a little closer to you, Omaha, Nebraska. Number six, Sacramento, California. That's the capital, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yep. Um, number five, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's the only other Midwest town listed on this one anyway. Number four is Spokane, Washington. Number three, Tacoma, Washington. Number two is Aurora, Colorado. And number one is Littleton, Colorado. So I don't know how they rank it. They say that these these areas have the most offers on these houses um, in the first week. The most offers presented. So I would say that... That's probably going to be a hard thing to measure, and I think that's got to be a moving mark because we are all there. I mean, I guess if you're going to get, I don't know if they're saying that they don't give an idea. Are they are they getting you know thirty offers on each house or ten or what? But I mean, um, that would be such a headache to have thirty offers. Uh, although it would be fast to to weed through them, and I don't know about you, Gary, but when it comes to multiple offers. I find it very interesting how some realtors handle this. Um, have you have you noticed that yourself? Oh, sure. I mean, to me, it's it's very obvious that you know if you're representing a seller and if you have a listing, you're representing a seller. You know, number one is cash. You know, followed closely by price because I'm I'm assuming that if it's multiple offer situation. You know, even the cash offers are going over the list price. Um, but but I'm finding and, and, and then escalation clauses. Um, 
the the state of Florida actually came up with an escalation clause form, which I was surprised by because the state of Florida doesn't like escalation clauses. There have been many, many um, um, state infractions with escalation clauses, um, which means that, you know, instead of putting a number down, if a house is 400000 you know, they'll say, you know, buyer will pay $10,000 over seller's top price. Um, so that's that's one form. And then we also have another form that the state of Florida has, which says that if a buyer is financing, there's a form that says it, it, it's a it's a, um, a low appraisal form, which most of the realtors are having buyers sign saying you agree to pay whatever amount it is, $10,000 in cash um, over and above what the appraisal price is um, at closing. So, and, and if the buyer doesn't sign it, then they're going to move on to a different buyer. So the appraisals are even being thrown out up here, uh, down here. I mean, are you, are you finding that as well? I don't think appraisals are being thrown out, but I think you're, you're dealing with that similar language where, um, you know, if a buyer is, is wants to be, Get in the game and and be considered for a house. And there's multiple offers on it. They have to have this appraisal language in there. I mean, and it has to be right. that in the event that the house doesn't appraise for the written value, that the buyer will agree to pay the difference uh, in right. price between the written value and the appraised value. And, yep, okay. and so they have to have that language in there um, just to really have a chance. And the other thing, Jim, and the I think the biggest sticking point for some buyers is this inspection stuff. And right. not being able to do a home inspection really doesn't sit well with some buyers. And if they're, if they're not willing to, um, you know, give up their right to do a home inspection, there's very little consideration that they're going to get in their offer. If you get into one of these multiple offers where there's 10, 12 right. offers on a house, it just, it's, and it's unfortunate. And, you know, people will, buyers will ask me. They'll, you know, what should we do? Should we give up our home inspection? And it's very difficult for me to sit here and say, no, yeah. no. I mean, it's, it's very risky to do that, you know, but, but we also got to tell them the reality of it is like, you know, there's, you're going to be competing with cash offers and you're going to be competing with people that are going to be willing to give up their home inspection. And, um, you're going to be competing with people that are willing to pay the difference in, in appraised value versus written value. And, and so if, if people aren't willing to give up their home inspection, um, they're really at a disadvantage. And that's not to right. say that, that they, they can't write an offer without a home inspection, but they're at a disadvantage. And I think that um, that's, that's a really frustrating thing for people because there are some buyers out there that just are not willing to do it. And you can't blame them. You can't blame them. And I, I actually did an interesting one last week where it was multiple offers and we wrote a limited inspection. You know, this house is a nice house and, and you can, you, mm -hmm. you had a very sense of like, there's not going to be a lot of wrong, stuff wrong with this house, but there was, what, a, were, they, what were they looking for limited wise? Well, there was a, a, a bedroom on the second level and it's one of these older houses and it had a plaster ceiling and the plaster ceiling was coming in. And okay. there was a crawl space to get up into the attic area that we couldn't get up. I mean, you had to have a ladder to get in there. So we just simply asked, that, you know, we wouldn't do a whole, uh, a full blown home inspection, but we would like somebody to come in and be able to get up in the crawl space and go look at that ceiling, 
um, to see if there was any indication of, of water damage up there or mold or whatever. And, you know, the seller, they took the buyer's offer. And, and the, you know, the sellers, the listing agent said, yeah, you know, the seller was concerned about that too when they bought it, but he's never had any issues with it and he's fine. He doesn't have any issues. Yeah, he doesn't so he's think not concerned, be a problem. Yeah. So they let us in and hired an inspector to go up there and uh, check it out. And he said, yeah, you're, at some point you're probably going to want to consider dealing with that ceiling, but it's, it's, it's okay for now. And it's stable enough. Yeah. It's stable and there huh. wasn't any mold or they had added ins- extra insulation up there. So, right. Uh, these these owners had um, I think they had purchased thing on, on like 2017. They'd done a lot of really nice improvements on this house, so um, they were comfortable with that limited inspection. Right. Wow. Well, yeah, and we we are seeing um, um, sellers will disclose, you know, on their disclosure anything that's that's wrong with their house. Um, and down here, people who are waiving home inspections. Um, the, the offer, it, it, so we have a, we have an as is form, which everybody uses down here. Um, and then we have a warranted, you know, like a seller has to stand behind, you know, the house a little bit longer, but the as is, um, you know, after 10 days, even with a home inspection, um, you know, it, that's the, that's the standard language. You can change it. Of course, the days you can change, but after that time frame, if they don't do a home inspection, the, the purchase goes on and it's as is. Um, and so there is no coming back to the seller in the state of Florida on those contracts, um, which I find to be very interesting. Um, but that's why a home inspection down here to me is even more important, you know, so at least you have something, um, to gauge, you know, what's going on with the property. So very, very interesting, and people are getting very competitive in so many different ways. So home inspections are one of them. Jim, I had an interesting thing happen to me last week with some land down in uh, Foxborough, Wisconsin. And I'm, sure. I'm not a real big uh, agent in Wisconsin, but uh, God's country. Well, you know, it, there's some beautiful land, and there was a parcel of land some on there. Really large trees down in Foxborough, just awesome forests. Listen, this but is yeah, a nice on. piece of land, 314 acres of land. They want a mm-hmm. lot of money for it. Uh, it's got about 4,000 feet on the. Uh, it's called the Black River. Sure, and, I know that. Um, yep. Um, uh, the buyer just really fell in love with it. We went down and we walked the property, and uh, just beautiful riverland, unlike anything I had ever seen. And uh, uh, and she wanted to make an offer, and so I did a little bit more research on it. I didn't realize it at the time, but there's the zoning of this property because she wants to do some specific things on the land, and, and the zoning was what they called MFL or man- yeah. managed forest, forest land. land. And yep. at the t- I mean, I didn't know what that meant, you know. And so, I mean, I got mm-hmm. a hold of the the uh, the DNR, the Wisconsin DNR, and they walked me through the program. And it's really interesting that this managed forest land you can't do anything on it. I mean, you can have a right. deer stand, but the other thing is they've got two categories of taxation, and they call them one open and one closed, and you get a different rate uh, depending on what status it is. And if you have an open uh, tax rate, it's like $2 per acre. If you have closed, it's $10 per acre. But the difference is on a, on an open uh, on an open acre, if I said that backwards, the open acre is $2 per acre, right. the closed yeah. is $10 yeah. per acre. But on the open uh, zoning portion of this, anybody can go on that land. I mean, the public can, can walk on that land wherever, whatever, go on the river, do whatever. And that was something, and, and this one was zoned as open. 
MFL Open. And you can take it out of these programs, but um, I just felt that they um, – uh, and the buyer cooled on the land a little bit because of this. But but ultimately, you can take all of that land out of that program or some of it. And so um, I think the buyer's kind of still thinking about it. But uh, and the and, or the the and the seller's been very very accommodating and willing to uh, work you know with it with the buyer. And uh, so we'll see what happens with it. But uh, interesting how that that works down there. Yes, exactly. And I've seen people that have put that. Um, they save money on taxes in in the in in the term that they own it, but it's sometimes it's a, it's a little bit of work to get it back out. So, all right, Gary, here we're on our next break. Here, folks are tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we're going to come right back and wrap this Saturday up. Stay right there. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here. Gary, let's give out our phone numbers one more time. Go ahead. I'm at 218-390-0615. I'm looking for a lake or river frontage property or just any property. I've got buyers up to 800000 Can do a one-time showing. I've got buyers looking to live in East Duluth up to 325000 And then if you have land and you want to sell some land, I also have some people that are looking for just raw land. Perfect. And um, I'm in Punta Gorda, Florida by Fort Myers. Um, Port Charlotte is another another large town that's close to me. Um, and uh, I'm actually working with quite a few people from back home uh, who want to get a, a second place or a primary residence down here. So it's become a, uh, a regular source of business for, from, uh, for, for me, for people from, from back home. So if you're, if you're looking for anything in Florida, uh, if, I, if it's out of my area or I can't handle it, I would certainly refer you to another agent. So give me a call at 218-348-7653. All right, Gary, we've got a couple minutes left. How we want to wrap this up? Jim, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about what was the uh, percentage of the cash market this year. And uh, yes. I did some of the research on it, and it's, it's, it's up, but it's not up as much as you think. And we have a total cash market for residential sales in the, uh, the Twin Ports area here of uh, just over 18%. So if mm-hmm. we, right now, today, we've sold... And this this goes from Duluth to Harbors, Cloquet, Hermantown, just over fourteen hundred homes. Eighteen percent of that, or um, two hundred fifty eight homes this year, have sold for cash. Now the average sale price of those cash homes, Jim, is uh, I'm going to say two hundred forty four thousand dollars. Oh. Yeah, well, that's you know, you pop in two hundred forty four thousand cash down on a house, uh, you've uh, you've done well. <laughs> but but so the cash market is up, generally running somewhere right around fifteen percent. Uh, so it's up a little over three uh, percent this year, and and I would expect that that's going to stay somewhere in that level here for the next for the foreseeable future, anyway. Yeah, and I just I just pulled up our stats for for our little area here, and um, year to date, our, our and I don't have a stat of the cash here, but year to date. The percentage year over year, we're up 23% in value already. So that's that's pretty good. But listen to this. The uh, overall housing um, has fallen by about 8%. So we've had 8% fewer sales than last year. And that also is going to drive that, that, that 23, drive that number up to 23%. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's amazing what's going on. So. 
Jim, I got a listing I want to talk about briefly. It's at 320 East Superior Street. This is a uh, commercial property. It's on the market for $599,000. This is right across the street from the new Ascension Medical Campus uh, and the new apartment buildings that they're building. It'd be perfect for uh, some type of a restaurant, coffee shop, um, manufacturing type of a, a situation. And it also has two residential apartments on the second level, one of them that overlooks the lake in the Canal Park area. So this is a great little property. If you'd like to see it, give me a call at 218-390-0615. You know, and just to finish up, that medical campus, I, I you know, I get the, the local news from up there, and that is going to be beautiful. Wow. So, all right, Gary, that's it. Uh, give out your phone number one more time, and we'll get out of here. I'm at 218-390-0615, and happy Labor Day, everybody. Yeah, and if you want to reach me, 218-348-7653, and happy Labor Day as well. I'll enjoy an extra day off, and so do you, Gary. We'll see you next week, folks.